Welcome to the I Love Recruiting Podcast with your host, Adam Roach. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the I Love Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Adam Roach, and today we have my man, Mr. Jordan Montgomery from Montgomery Companies. This guy, well, let me just share this with you. So a few podcasts ago, we had my man, John White on and John introduced me to Jordan probably about a year and a half ago almost two years ago and I tell you what after watching Jordan and watching his companies grow he's a keynote speaker uh, he's a coach uh, he, he actually works with a, a college football team he's got a beautiful wife three beautiful girls Jordan welcome to the show my friend hey thanks for having me on Adam I appreciate it man I've been uh, following you and your content for quite some time since John made the introduction, really probably right. a, a couple years ago. And I know uh, John was just a guest recently, I think, on your, he was, yeah. on your show. And so fun to follow him. And, man, I've enjoyed the friendship that we've built over the past couple of years. So Likewise, man. Likewise. Well, tell our listeners. So, again, we, we have an equation here uh, at the I Love Recruiting podcast called uh, Recruiting Equals Influence Equals Leadership because we have a vision that we want to recruit 100 million people. And that may be to a company, that may be to a better way of life, that may be to whatever it may be, but that's our vision. So tell us, who is Jordan Montgomery? Oof, lo loaded question, I suppose. Um, <laughs> man, I just feel like I'm a pretty simple guy uh, that lives in Southeast Iowa. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've called Iowa home forever. Uh, married to my wife, Ashley, we have three daughters, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. and. Um, Let's see, I'm 32, so 10 years out of school, still trying to find my way. Um, I heard J-Mac said on the last episode that he, he felt like he was in chapter one. Mm -hmm. I feel like in many ways, I still feel like I'm in chapter one. Like, right, yeah. still learning, figuring life out. Uh, but we're in a fun season. You know, you know what it's like, right? I mean, it's just we're little kids, and life moves fast, and so it you does. try to enjoy the small moments. And, yeah, we have a consulting firm, and a, we do – a fair amount of public speaking mm -hmm. and coaching and um, work with a lot of folks in real estate and financial services. And right. I, I just have a blast, man. It's, it's fun doing the work that we get to do all, you, all day. You do, man. And on, on your, your social media is so fun to follow too, because you number one, you bring the heat, my friend, you, you really bring the heat, you bring the value, you bring your inspiration. Uh, you, you, I'm a Hoosier fan though. I mean, you bring your Hawkeye stuff, but I'm, I'm a big Hoosier fan. Hey, it's been fun chatting, man. I got to run, but uh, good luck with the round. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe one of these days when the NCAA tournament comes back, we'll have to have a fun little wager there when, if they ever play each other, right? There you go. So, so walk us down this path. So uh, Northwestern Mutual, right? Yep. 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 And, and, then, and now, you're, now you have your own big company, and it's, it's a big company. Uh, walk us down that path. Tell us, tell us how this all began. Well, I was really blessed to get my start at Northwestern. I was 22 years old, right out of college. And I just fell into Northwestern. I wish I had this, this, you know, like I know John interviewed different firms and mm -hmm. did his due diligence. I did not. I just came out of school. I met one guy. He's like, hey, I think you should do this. And two weeks later, I had a job. And I, I thought, you know, these guys seem like good people. They have strong values. Mm -hmm. And I could see myself hanging out with them all day, every day. And if I get to be with people, then that, that'd be great. Right. So I just went to work uh, building relationships. You know, we're in the people business. So a lot of it was, um, you know, relationship building, worked on basic communication skills and sales strategies right out of school. Mm -hmm. And 
A third year in the business, I was appointed a managing director, so I ran a small office. And that's really where I think my professional leadership journey began. You know, John Maxwell, who I know that is a, uh, I think a, a friend of yours and also yeah. you're a fan of his. And he always says leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Right? right. And so my belief is that I, you know, all of us are leading in some form of capacity, but the first mm -hmm. time that I ever led formally was um, as a managing director at Northwestern Mutual. And, um, you know, Northwestern Mutual has become our biggest client, which is, which is pretty fun. Really? That's so not good. Northwestern Mutual corporate, but a lot of the advisors and leaders inside that system. And, so I have a deep love for, for that firm, and it really uh, allowed me to work on my leadership skills, uh, allowed me to um, really work on my communication skills. You know, I uh, learned a lot about myself. John Maxwell always says the hardest part of leadership is leading self, and yeah. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and, uh, and so today, yeah, we... Um, we run a, a company, Montgomery Companies is the name of the company, and we serve uh, a few hundred clients, individual coaching clients, group coaching clients, do a lot of public speaking. I, I, I'll give a shout out to a mentor of mine, a guy by the name of Ben Newman, mm -hmm. who opened a lot of doors for me. Uh, ben and I have a, about a 10-year relationship, and you, know, you talk about the power of getting something in writing. I visited Ben in St. Louis in 2010, and I was a part of one of his uh, workshops. He calls them boot camps. And we were writing our vision at the end of the time that we spent together. He said, I want you to write down like where you want to be in 10 years. And, mm. and I wrote down, I remember just, I had two sentences. I still have the document and it said, um, I want to be doing some sort of work with you. And I met with Ben uh -huh, sure. and here I am 10 years later and, and Ben's a mentor and a good friend. And two years ago, I called Ben. I said, Ben, man, I'd love to do some of the work that you're doing, but, but also I'm going to stay with Northwestern Mutual. I'm going to do this financial planning thing. But if I could do some of what you're doing on the side, man, I, I would be thrilled. And so he sort of gave me a few basic steps of getting into that business. And then about 90 days went by, Adam, and we, had, we were really blessed to have like a full-blown business. And I wasn't really prepared for that. I just kind of let people know, hey, we're doing this. And it's sort of hard work meets opportunity. We had, had a lot of good friends. Mm -hmm. uh, when you do something new and crazy, you have to have some crazy people that say yes, that go with you. <laughs> yep. And so uh, anyway, here we are two years later, the company started two years ago. Uh, it's two years old today. And we're working with a few hundred people and having a ton of fun. That's incredible. And, and now you, you coach um, uh, so executives at, at Fortune 500 companies, you professional athletes, um, salespeople. So walk us, let's go back, let's go back real quick to Ben. What was it about Ben that, that you gravitated towards? Because again, that's a form, clearly, that's an influential form of he was leading you. And then ultimately, you kind of recruited yourself into his world. So, but what was it? What was it that was pulling you towards Ben? Just curious. Ben's probably the, not probably, he is the most disciplined, regimented person I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I love that quote, he or she who believes is believed. Mm. And I really was attracted to Ben's level of belief. And I always have been. I mean, he's just somebody when he speaks, you feel like he means it. And um, so if you ask the question is what drew you to Ben? Mm -hmm. it, it's that, you know, I just felt like he had a really clear vision of where he wanted to go and he believed it. Right. And I had watched him do it. And I thought, you know, here's a guy who, um, great guy, very talented, strong values, but it's not like, um, you know, you meet Ben and he's just, 
he's a guy, you know, it's just like, like us, just a, right. he's a real person. And, um, and I felt like, yeah, I could, I could follow Ben and I could do some of what Ben does. And, and he's been really helpful in, in helping us build what we have today. So it's been good. Right. I love what you said there. You said he had a clear vision, right? And that attracted you to him. And what I have found even in, in my <laughs> own coaching space, when I'm coaching recruiters or when I'm coaching real estate agents, it's fascinating. I'll ask them the question, what is your vision for the company? Right. And, and, and a lot of times we get crickets, right? We, we get crickets. Or if you ask them what the vision statement is of your company, you mm -hmm. kind of get crickets again. So you saw his vision. It was a clear vision. It attracted you to him. He became a mentor of yours. You wrote down that in 10 years, you wanted to be in business with him some way, shape or form. And now here you are modeling your company kind of after his company, right? Yeah, in many ways. I mean, we do a lot of the same work. And so, you know, we've got, I've got my company, Ben's got his, but he's still a mentor and a coach of mine today. And that's incredible. So, yeah, I don't, you know, I think it's really careful that, you know, we don't ever, I don't want to be Ben. I don't think Ben wants to be me, right? I want to run my own race, my own journey. Um, but we have to have mentors. And I think you have to have people that you want to be like, that you want to emulate and not just who they are in business, but who they are in life in general. And so, yeah, he's been a good guy for me to chase and pursue and in many ways has set a, a good example. So, yeah, no, that's incredible. So, so now let's go to Montgomery companies. So you had this thought, you had this vision and, and, and then you created it. Now you said you got it up and running in 90 days, right? Some companies, it takes them nine years before they even get out of the gates. I mean, walk us through that. What, what, what was that process like to get it up and running in 90 days? Well, there's this adage that if you ask for money, you'll get advice. And if you ask for advice, you get money twice. Oh, and that's true. And that showed up in us building this company. And I've always sort of believed in that. Um, but I believe in it more now because what I did, Adam, I just called people that I really respected and, and trusted. Mm -hmm. um, I remember one specific conversation with a guy named Dave Keeker, who's a very good friend of mine. He's a managing partner in the Northwestern Mutual System. And He's always just been a, a, a guy that I've really respected. And so I called Dave and I said, hey, Dave, if you were me, what would you be thinking about? Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I mean, I started this new company. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm like 30 days in. I got a lot to learn. Uh, but as a managing partner, as a leader of a major organization, like what would you be doing if you were me to provide value and to grow the business? Mm -hmm. So he gave me some advice and feedback. And then he called me the next day and he said, hey, would you ever be interested in working with us in some capacity? And I said, well, man, I'd be thrilled. And then, you know, a few more conversations after that, we had sort of come to an agreement and I got to be a, a small part of his organization and that's turned into more work over time. But it was a classic example of where I think sometimes just asking for advice, mm -hmm. and putting yourself in a position where you can learn and just laying yourself at the feet of people who've been there, done that, um, can be a really winsome thing. So I didn't, I wish I could tell you I had like this grand marketing plan and <laughs> I did this, you know, this five-step process. It wasn't that it was, we, we were fortunate to have known a lot of really good people mm -hmm. and those good people opened doors, gave us advice and feedback and sort of organically in that process, I, we ended up with some clients. It was the craziest thing. Yeah. You know, I love what you said there because I, I, I know our listeners will pick this up as well because I just did. Um, you, you went out and you asked for advice, right? So you surrounded yourself with some really key people and then you asked them for advice. And what I have found a lot of people won't do is, is ask for advice because their ego gets in the way. Hmm. 
right? Their yeah. ego gets in the way and then they attempt to either do it themselves or unfortunately recreate the wheel when the core people around them will really help them if they ask for it, right? So, man, that was a really strong statement there when you said you kind of laid it at his feet and just said, hey, listen, what do I do? Can you, can you help me? That's awesome. I, I, I believe uh, feedback is the breakfast of champions, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, it's, a, it's a John Wright senior quote who's a, a longtime friend and uh, coach of mine, but it's true, right? We all need it. And I was fortunate to get a lot of it at an early age. So I'm mm -hmm. grateful for that. That's, that's great. Okay. So now, so you got some advice and, and he, he kind of pulled you in and kind of helped you grow a little bit. And then what happened? We just kept learning, man. I mean, really, it's uh, every day is different. I believe you have to take things one day at a time. I'm a big believer that, you know, if we live too far into the future, it creates fear. And if we're living too far in the past, it can create anxiety. And so I really tried hard at him to live into the day that I have, knowing that tomorrow's not promised and yesterday's gone. And so here I am today. And, and you know, today I, we're just focused on um, – loving on people, growing relationships, providing as much value as we can to the people that we serve. Mm -hmm. Got to be really prayerful about what the future holds. Right. Um, but after, yeah, we had a few crazy people say yes. Then it was like, I really had to work on myself and um, my own education and training. And, you know, one of the things that we take very seriously is creating content for our clients. I mean, I've always got to have something to say, right? So if I'm leading a workshop or it's a keynote speech or even an individual coaching session, I think sometimes the hardest part of this work or the part that takes the most time is filling your brain with good stuff. Because um, good stuff in leads to good stuff out. And if there's not a lot of good stuff going in, you just don't have much to give. So um, in terms of, you know, what'd you do next after you had a couple of those conversations where you asked for advice, I started to take my personal growth and development more seriously than I, than I probably ever had. And I'm still taking it very seriously. Sure. So that's reading books, listen to podcasts, having great mentors and friends, um, learning from the good people around you, people like you, people that can just offer a different perspective. And so, um, yeah, we've been fortunate to be around a lot of good people. That's incredible. So, so, so we had mentors in the beginning. We had some core people that helped you get going. Now you're filling yourself up with, with knowledge, with love, with, 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 with um, education. Do you have some go-tos? We heard you say John Maxwell. Who are some of your go-tos that oh, yeah. really fill up Jordan um, to fill you up with value so that you can go give more value to people? I got this podcast I listen to called I Love Recruiting. Man, that is a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, seriously, man, you're doing great work. Um, yeah, Matt, Maxwell's one for sure, John Maxwell. Ed Milet is another. Craig Groeschel is a guy that I listen to a lot. He's a pastor out of Oklahoma but does a lot in the world of leadership. Um, there's a bunch. Mark Batterson is another, an author. I read a lot of his stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I could, Lewis Howes School of Greatness podcast is a podcast that I dial into often. Mm -hmm. Simon Sinek, big fan of his work. Um, Jason Dorsey has been a guy that I've learned a lot from as it relates to generational change and impact in the workplace. So I could probably keep going, but those are yeah. a, a handful of the people that we're learning from on a continued basis. You know, I was flipping through uh, Instagram the other day, maybe two or three days ago, and uh, Ed and Lewis were on there together. Like a, uh, they were doing, did you catch that? Did you catch that? Yeah, good. Oh, that was yeah. Long. That was yeah. a good one. They're great, man. They're great. So, so now let's, let's, I want to fast forward because I really love this uh, value that you've provided or, 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 well, Corona hit and it probably paused your growth over goals tour. Mm. Man, that, that's, 
first of all, the name alone is, is I'm going to go out on a limb here, guys. I might cuss a little bit is badass. I mean, <laughs> growth over goals. Where'd that come from? Before we get into the tour, where, where'd the name come from? Yeah. So it, a lot of that was inspired by John Maxwell. Um, okay. John, one of my favorite quotes, John Maxwell says, if you focus on goals, you may reach your goals, but it doesn't guarantee growth. Mm. If you focus on growth, you will grow and you will reach your goals. And so, you know, John talks all the time about growth being more important than goals. So I just kind of took that quote and picked it apart. And I said, you know, growth is more important than goals. And so that became growth over goals. That's really, really cool. Now you had scheduled 10 different cities, right? Like you're yeah, on so we did the growth over goals tour. We did that tour is done. Oh, that's done. Good. On the website. Yep. That that's passed. And then we have, I don't know if it's 20 or so, uh, engagements booked and all of that's a little bit up in limbo. So, sure. you know, um, I'm usually, and it's one of the challenging parts about this business that I'm in is with the young family is all the, the travel, you know? Yeah. So we're just trying to work through what's postponed and what's rescheduled and what's canceled and, in yeah. our industry, there's been a lot of shakeup, but, but I've enjoyed the extra time at home too. It's been a gift not to be on a plane or have to sleep in a hotel room. I'm, I'm enjoying sleeping on my own bed has been a blessing. So I know it, it has been nice. So, so now if someone wants to go one of your tours, right? So the growth over goals tour that that's ended now, um, what, what are they going to learn? What, what, what would value you going to share uh, when someone comes to the, one of those events? Yeah, there's some key areas that we focus on in growth and development. One would be mindset. So we spend a lot of time around mindset, vision, focus. You know, I believe all good things start in the mind. I think we live in a world where we're obsessed with strategy and concepts and ideas and language. But, you know, we don't often talk about what supports all of the ideas and the concepts and the strategies and language. And it's a sound mind. So we spend a lot of time talking about mindset, first and foremost. Spend a lot of time on relationships. So relationship building, soft skills, communication, building trust and rapport. It's a huge part of our work. Spend time on intellect. And so, you know, what are the strategies for growing our mind? And uh, habits are a huge part of that. And then we spend a lot of time on developing and growing our brand. So our individual brand, our organizational brand, like what does it look like for you to go to market with your value proposition and the way that God made you? Um, to offer service and provide value. So those are the four areas that we spend a lot of time in. Our work goes beyond that, but uh, if you were to sit in one of our seminars or speaking engagement, you would hear about those four areas. Wow, that's strong. Uh, sign me up. I'm ready. Come, man. Come <laughs> hang out. <laughs> that sounds incredible. Um, just powerful stuff. You, you are an incredible man. You bring so much value to so many people. Everybody, I, I want you to go look up Jordan right now. Jordan Montgomery's uh, Montgomery companies, right? That's what it is.com. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Go, go, go look him all up. Now I want to, I want to transition because we're both, we're both sports nuts. We're, we're both athletes. And I want to know now about, uh, central Arkansas football, right? So you, what, what is your role with that team? Because I think it's incredible. What, what is the actual role? What do you, what do you do for them? Man, I, uh, it, it's a special place. Conway, Arkansas, Central Arkansas, it's a little in, in the middle of the state, small division one school, really special place. Um, I've been fortunate to do a lot of their mental training and uh, some would call it like a performance coach is the flag that we fly when we do that work. But really, man, I just try to be an asset and a resource to the, to the team. So, um, 
you know, helping them with their focus and their mental state, uh, overcoming obstacles in their mind, making sure that we're mentally prepared when we take the field. Um, and I really enjoyed working with Coach Brown and their coaching staff. They have a first-class athletic department coaching staff. And so, yeah, I mean, working with athletes is fun, right? I mean, it's um, the world of sports. is It's a blast to be a part of. And sure. you sort of have to know your place, right? Like, they've got guys that are brilliant in the X's and O's and strategy and game plan. And I just try to stay out of that. Right. That's not, that's not my jam. Um, but when it comes to the mental side of the game is I feel like where we can really step in and provide some value. And, and we've been fortunate to grow some special relationships with the, with the kids and it's been a lot of fun. So I want to, I want to go a little, a little deeper into that. As you go into that locker room, right, as you are that performance coach, that mental coach for these young kids, when you see the impact that you're having on these, these kids, these younger, well, college kids, what does that do for you? What, what, what does that make you feel to see the impact that you're having on these kids and the growth that they have mentally so that when they leave that university and go out into the real world, they take some Jordanisms with them? What's that do for you? Well, I, you know, I learn as much from them as they learn from me, I think, for sure. I mean, you know, you get around 100 guys that have a common vision that are working toward a common goal. It's part of what makes sports special in general. But it's a really unique culture. And um, so first off, I'm learning from them all the time. I think my work, you know, I, at the end of the day, Adam, and I, and I would say this to any of the players um, or any, anybody in that organization, my goal is to help them become uh, better people and have a greater vision for the future. And I, I want to lift the lid on their potential, not in football, but in life. And so, you know, I'm just having a conversation with a young man who graduated uh, uh, last year on, a, on the team. And he's having major success in this entrepreneurial venture that he kind of started or became a part of. That, for me, has been one of the biggest wins in working with that program. And it had nothing to do with football. It was actually what happened after football. But I met him when he was playing football. Right. And so, you know, what it means to me, I mean, success in that arena for me would mean that we're helping people think bigger about what's possible. We're helping them stay really present, stay focused on the mission. We want them to have as much success in the game of football as possible. Right. But also that that success would translate into life when they finish football. And it starts with Coach Brown. A head coach at UCA is a phenomenal leader of people. I mean, really somebody who cares deeply, not just about the athlete, but the person. Mm -hmm. And I think he's really set the tone in that program for growing and building men, not just building and growing football players. And so, so much of our work fits in that bucket of growing the full person as it relates to personal growth and development. Right. And then as you see that and you watch these kids grow, man, that's, that's got to be such an empowering feeling to yourself because you're a very selfless person, Jordan. I know that you are. And I know that that's got to fill you up, though watching those kids grow, watching those young men turn into these massive contributors to society. Yeah, it does. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a, they have a, a major platform in mm -hmm. our country, right? I mean, sports, of all the work that we do, people want to ask more about sports and everything else, which is kind of crazy, right? Because mm -hmm. you could go into some major firm and work with this really talented leadership team that's got 30 years of professional experience and all kinds of wisdom. And people are like, yeah, I don't really care about that. I want to know about the work that you're doing with the college junior and sophomores and seniors, because that's our, that's, that's our society, right? I mean, it's, um, and, and candidly, that's the way I am. I'm, I'm drawn to sports. I'm drawn to competition. I love that arena. And they have a major platform. And so 
it does fill you up because you know that the work you're doing in that space has such a huge ripple effect, you know, right. on the community, on, on fans, on all the people that they're going to come into contact with in the future. At the end of the day, they, they have a lot of influence, you know, it's a big platform and mm -hmm. to be a division one athlete in today's day and age, um, is a responsibility and we want to help them, you know, steward that responsibility. Well, for sure. Hey, now curious question, because I, I'm, I'm a, we're going to, I'm going to talk dad here for a second. Um, because I take a lot of my coaching um, um, strategies, if you will, my kids are, are, are pretty competitive tennis players. And I take some of the strategies that I use with some of my coaching clients and I use it with my kids. Um, we've got a big whiteboard here in, in my, in my office and I'll have them do some mental work. Have you, have you transitioned to uh, working with any of your girls yet? I mean, I know they're young still, but, but what's your thought process around that? Yeah, man. And, and, and they, again, I'm learning from them probably more than right. or as much as they're learning from me. Mm -hmm. But um, you, you just start to realize how much you don't have figured out, right? You start, I mean, I can walk into a locker room or to a boardroom and feel like I got it really figured out. Right. But man, you walk into a, a, to your kids, you know, playing or doing what kids do. And it's like, man, I got a lot to learn. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think, again, a lot of it's so much of what you get in life is what you expect out of it. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thought. And so we want to fill our, our girls with truth and love. And we want them to have, um, you know, real spiritual maturity as they get older. And, you know, I think you learn two things from your parents. You learn who you want to become mm -hmm. and who you don't want to be. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I think we're, you know, Ashley and I are working really hard to be an example for them. And, Many times we fail at that, so thankful for grace. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, certainly we, we want to fill them with optimism and love and truth and energy. And you know, one of the little rituals that we have before we go to bed at night this comes from the the movie The Help. And um, you know, there's a, a sweet scene in that movie where uh, you know this woman looks at this young gal and she says, "Hey, I just want you to know you're smart, you're kind, and you're important." Mm. Um, and so that's a little exercise, you know, before we go to bed at night, we tell each girl, we say, Hey, you're, you're kind and you're smart and you're important. That's great. And uh, want them to know that their life has purpose. And even if we fail, even if we don't always set a great example, or, you know, we have conversations throughout the day that aren't, aren't kind or aren't loving um, that we can end each day with a, a message that gives them truth and hope for the future. So it's, wow. it's been a fun thing in our family. That's super strong, man. That's, that's, <clears throat> I was like to say, that's Superman strong right there. That's really, really good. You are an incredible dad. You're an incredible dad, my man. Well, where, how can people come find you? Where, where can they go find you? Yeah, we do. We try to do a decent amount on social media. Um, Montgomerycompanies.com is our website. Uh, Jordan M. Montgomery is uh, the Instagram page where we have a decent amount of activity. Mm -hmm. And we do some stuff on Facebook. Montgomery Companies is where you find us there. And Wait, but can we yeah. pause there for a second? Again, there's that modesty showing up. I mean, decent amount. You're almost at 50,000 followers on Instagram. Come on. Come we, on. You know, I, I don't know, man. We, you know, it's like any more though in, in today's day and age. And, I, and we're in a unique industry where, you know, we, there's no storefront, right? You're not selling a product. Right. It's not real estate. It's not financial services products. So, you know, for us, social media, it's kind of like the, the storefront, right? Where it's the, the, you know, the front door of our house. We have a home office. Um, so yeah, we, we just try to be active and, sharing our brand with, with other people. So yeah. yeah. Well, 
you know, I truly appreciate your time today, Jordan. This has been really, really insightful. I've got a whole page of notes right here. This is incredible. Um, and keep doing your work, man. I mean, the, our equation, recruiting equals influence equals leadership. I mean, it goes backwards. Leadership equals influence equals recruiting. And man, you, you recruited me these last uh, 35 minutes, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just following you. I'm going to keep following you. You're a good man. Well, let me, let me ask you a question, Adam, because um, I think, you know, number one, I'm honored that you had me on. And I have been following your show. I just told you I listened to that full episode that you had with John White, which was uh -huh. fantastic. What's your favorite part of doing this show? I love recruiting. Tell me the why behind the what. Why, why do you do what you do? Yeah, that's a great, great question. So truly it's to, to, to give back, right? It's to give to people as much as possible, to interview as many incredible leaders and, and influencers as possible so that others can learn from us. Uh, when we started this show, I said, I want to impact 100 million lives. I want to recruit 100 million people to do something bigger, better, faster, stronger, or to become that person that you just kind of talked about. Um, and that's, that's, that's the why behind it. I mean, I literally just got goosebumps when I, when I said that out loud, because that, that's the truth. You know, I wake up and I love to recruit. I love to bring value to people. I love to share and influence. And this is just, you know, the, the podcast is just a platform for that, right? They, people go to iloverecruiting.com all the time and they'll fill out the, the, the questionnaire there and, and we'll follow up with them and we'll help them any way we can, whether that's through coaching, whether that's through the actual recruiting platforms that we have, whatever it may be. So that's the what and the how, but man, that why just truly just pulls me every single day. Well, I know you're spending a lot of time on it, man. And for a busy guy like you as a father and a businessman and a leader in the community, I know it takes a lot of time to put this stuff together. So I, I just want to say thanks for having me on. Thanks for the great work that you're doing. And the influence that you have on people. And I think no, uh, no shortage in belief or thinking big, right? If your vision is to right. impact a hundred million people. So, and we, we want to spend time with people like you that have a, a big vision for life. And so sure. uh, just wanted to um, praise you for that, man. Say thanks. And I, I really have enjoyed our friendship over the last couple of years and we're just getting started. So we are just getting started. Uh, Chapter one, right? That's right. Chapter, Chapter one, phase one. <laughs> God bless John White for getting us connected. So exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Well, this has been um, Jordan Montgomery, everybody, with MontgomeryCompanies.com. Go check him out. I am Adam Roach, your host here at I Love Recruiting, and we will see you next time. Take care.